Hello, hello. Welcome back to the All Good Juju podcast. This is such a helpful episode for those interested in manifestation and all things mindset, hacks, tips, tricks, all of it. Today, I'll be talking with my friend Leah Party, a spiritual mentor and top 200 podcast host of the Candid Confidence podcast. In this episode, we dive deep into all things shadow work, the power of your thoughts, and how to release the negative ones. Let's begin. Hi, Leah. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming on today. So let's start by telling everyone your story. Who are you? Why are you awesome? (laughs) Yeah. Hi, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Um, So do you want me to give like a little bit about who I am, my story? Yeah. Let's just dive right in. Yeah, so I'm Leah Hardy. I'm a spiritual mentor. Um, right now, my business looks like running a podcast, which I've had for about a year and a half, but I'll kind of go to the very beginning. So I guess, so let's say, I don't know, five, six years ago, I started working in sales. That's kind of where like my whole journey begins. I worked in sales for a couple of years, was really just like in the hustle mode. Like I was like trying to climb the corporate ladder, doing all the things. I got my MBA. I was like becoming a sales manager and I started coaching salespeople and they were going through all the same things I had gone through in the beginning. Like just like being rejected like 80, 90% of the day, just like constantly being told no, fighting against it, fighting against the, the, like the thoughts of like, can I do this? All the things, right? It's like very similar to entrepreneurship. So I was mentoring these salespeople and working on them with these things and realizing like how much mindset and confidence had to do with sales and career success. And I just got so into um, all of like all the mindset stuff and I was working on them with it. And I started realizing I want to help more people. I want to like expand on this because, you know, I like had like five employees and I was like, people need to know this stuff. People need to know that like, we are, we have so much control over what happens in our lives and manifestation and all the things. So as I was diving deeper into all of that, I decided to start a blog, which was called Candid Confidence and just write about the things I was learning and teaching people. And then from there, I kind of discovered the world of online coaching. And I was like, wow, like, what is this world? Mm -hmm. And I became a life coach. I did a certification program for that and started coaching people on confidence and just implementing all the mindset things that I had learned and implemented myself. And then somewhere in there started the podcast, um, got a lot more into the spirituality side of it over that course of that, you know, year or so, um, got really into the manifestation part, the energy work, all of that kind of went deeper into that stuff. And that became the core of what I started teaching my clients. And, and I, it's just my core belief now. And it's, it's amazing. Um, what we can do when we really put the belief and the work together and combine them. Yeah. So, yeah. So then I started working with entrepreneurs and doing spiritual mentoring and then, yeah, that's what I do now. Yeah. That's so cool. I share like a somewhat similar story. Um, I don't know like where you went to school or when you graduated, but I graduated in, I think 2013. Um, And yeah, I just was very like driven to climb that corporate ladder 
And I felt like, man, I'm making really good money for my age, you know, for being 21 or 22 or whatever, but I was miserable. And I started um, in sales too. A couple of my, my jobs were in sales and it's gnarly. It's hard. It's really hard. But those sales trainings, I will say those sales trainings really help when you have your own business, because you're able to understand the, like that core of that business mindset to help kind of bridge that with that spirituality piece. I think it's so nice that you have both of those brains, so to speak. That's really cool. Yeah. It's interesting. Like when, like when I was in sales, I would go to all these training conferences and I'd read all these books they told us to read. And it was, it wasn't necessarily like manifestation and the spiritual part, but it was like the psychological part, yeah. which is very similar. Yeah. I think when you, when you marry the two, it's like a recipe for real success. You know, if you're able to kind of take a bigger picture thing and that same drive for your career that you have, and then marry it with the spirituality aspect, I think it's just like, I don't know, just like the golden ticket, you know? I think so many people, especially in the business world who are maybe listening or still, you know, at a nine to five job that they don't really know if they love, um, I'm hoping this episode can really help them, you know, maybe use some new tools to kind of manifest something different that will make them, you know, grow in their careers where they are, but be happier or do something totally different. And I feel like 2020 people are feeling this, well, it's closing, but I feel like with 2021 approaching, people are feeling this, like, I want a clean slate. I want to start over. I want to make this year the best one because let's face it, 2020 was not so good. So <laughs> I guess let's start out by saying, um, how do you think people can close out December? Cause we are in December and it's almost over. How can people close out December and look forward to 2021 with like hope and optimism? Cause I think a lot of people are really struggling feeling that like, well, 2020 just swept me off my feet in the worst of ways. What is it really to look forward to? Yeah. Such a good point. Such a good question. I feel like for me, like I love the like fresh start, even like every month. Cause like I usually set business goals at the beginning of each month. I think it's exciting to like close out a month and start a new one, but like a year is even a bigger way to do that. So like if, if people, you know, didn't love 2020, I can't imagine why, <laughs> but, um, it, we have a whole, a whole fresh start. And I think it's so fun to like do the, the vision planning and maybe do it from a perspective of like anything's possible. Like what if we put aside the limitations in our mind and the ideas of like, oh, well that can't work for me. Like if it worked for someone else, it can work for you. Yeah. And that was like a huge theme for me when I started my business. I was like looking at all these people having podcasts and doing all these things and thinking, oh, like that's so cool for them, but I could never do that. I and resonate then you there. Yeah. Totally. Right? Yeah. 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 So like looking at it, like if you could do anything you wanted in 2021, if you could start towards anything you wanted, like it might, maybe you want to be like some, you want to do something that you know wouldn't really be possible within a year. But like, what if you started on that track and just like put, like looked at your soul's purpose or like started doing that work to look at that and then made the first steps towards making that happen. 
um, rather than just going on the normal path people take, which like for like you mentioning being miserable and in, in working, but like making money, that was like what I did before I started this business. I was like making really good money. I was like climbing the ladder. I, I thought that like I was happy because success, we think that success and money equals happiness and it totally doesn't, but people mm -hmm. just continue on that path because they think it's the only way. Yeah. I'll tell you, you are not the first like spiritual, um, like I think, you know, your title is a little different, like spiritual mentor, spiritual coach that has such a similar story as like you and I, you know, working in these high, you know, high end jobs or climbing a, a ladder of sorts and feeling like this will be what makes me happy. I got here. And when you get there, you're like, wait a minute no, this isn't, this isn't it. And then somehow you find spirituality and it's such an awakening. I think, you know, like, well, not that I, not, I think I know it's such an awakening when you just like wake up one day and you're like, there's more to this. And I know I have a purpose and it's not being in a cubicle with no windows. Like for me, I just was going crazy. I felt just sick, panicky, horrible. Um, but at that time, I feel like I was denying my purpose because I thought it just wasn't enough. So let's talk about like your purpose and like owning it and feeling like, is it enough? Is it silly? You know, let's talk about that. So how did you really find your purpose and what is your advice for people who are looking for their purpose? Do you think they already know? Yeah, such a good point. And like, I, I relate to you so much with all of that. I feel like so maybe two and a half, three years ago, something like that, I discovered, um, like I was, I was really into the mindset, but I really didn't know about like the spirituality. Like, mm -hmm. like I knew about God, obviously, but I didn't know about like the manifestation stuff. And I read the book, the secret. And that was oh, like my yes. awakening moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So many people, that's like the gateway drug to spirituality. Yeah. For me, it's so crazy. I had a dream of the word law of attraction, just like the word. And I woke yeah. up with Yes. It was so trippy. I woke up, I've shared this in a past episode, but I woke up one morning and I'm like, what is that? Is that like a show on TV? Like what is, and I Googled it and I was like, my life has cha just changed. It was just bizarre. So yeah. And I found the secret through this dream that I had about the word law of attraction. And it was just like, God had intervened at this point in my life where I was in this corporate career and I was actually writing a novel at my desktop, like on my lunch break that I loved. And I was feeling like so lit up and I had this dream about that word. And I was, I watched the secret that there's like a movie on Netflix if you're listening. So if you don't like to read or you don't have the patience, you're ADD, um, you can go on Netflix, watch the movie, the secret. It's all about manifestation. Um, but if you want go on Amazon or whatever, an old bookstore and buy the book, The Secret and read it. Or even if you spark note it, you, you're going to learn something from there. The law of attraction, it is just life-changing. It will awake you for sure. So continue because I just love this stuff. Oh, I know. It's so good. And that is so wild that you had that dream. It's just right. like, how does this happen? But obviously like that was how you discovered your purpose. And like, that was how I discovered my purpose. Like I well, it's funny because when I first read that book, I was so intrigued and I was like, wow, that would be the coolest job in the entire world to teach this concept. But instantly the thought was gone because 
and my limited mindset at the time, it was like, well, that's not possible. Nobody gets to, like, I can't do right. that. Right. I think you are. Yeah. Those, right. yeah so but I started kind of like, um, I think I kind of discovered it by accident, but I just was like, well, what I want to do is teach what I'm teaching my employees, which is like confidence and mindset and, and you can do more and you can believe in yourself and all of this stuff. Um, and that was how I like discovered my purpose. I, I guess, I think that, and you asked if people already know their purpose. I think that people, a lot of people do. I think that if they really, really get honest with themselves and ask themselves, like if I could, you know, do anything or be anything, what would that be? And what would that look like? And, and sometimes people think it's not realistic. Maybe if it was like, I want to become a rocket scientist. Okay. Like not everyone can do that, but if it's, if it's teach something or help people in a certain way, or, you know, speak or whatever, it's like, those things are totally possible. Like you could literally create that. Um, so I think just asking yourself, those questions, it's like, what lights me up? A lot of the times it's the things that we're super interested in that we're kind of dabbling with on the side, mm -hmm. whether that's like art or like, you know, reading about a certain topic, but that's, that could be like our purpose beneath it all. Um, so I think journaling is a really great way to kind of like unearth that as well, like journaling and, and I'm like journaling. Yeah. <laughs> I have a journal on Amazon, by the way, guys, it's called Your Daily Vibe. If you haven't purchased it, um, huge. It's been a life-changing practice. Can't like say enough good things about it. Yeah. That's so awesome. You have a journal on Amazon and yes. it's like that type of, um, does it have prompts in it as well? Yes, it has prompts. So every day you go through, you talk about, it's all about like the vibe and the energy. So I feel like I've talked about this in another episode, but I'll talk about it here because I think it's relevant. Um, it, I'll, let me show you since we are on video really quick. Cause that's like, might be a really great thing for beginners too. Cause it's always like, well, what am I supposed to write? What do I journal on? So each day you start out and this is the cover. It's green and it has a pretty little crystal and it's a energy journal and it's 90 days. So I feel like you have to do something consistent. And if you can stick it out for 90 days, I feel like that's the key. You know, I know there's like the 21 day, like fix or like you know, 21 days to break a habit, but I'm like, if you're going to really commit to like your best life, make it 90, like go hard. So each day you fill out your vibe, the vibe that you feel, the vibe that you want to feel, because it's all about owning your vibration. And then you list your five things you're grateful for. As you know, like gratitude is just so key to tapping into those good feelings and shifting your vibration. Then I have a little doodle section to draw your mood because I noticed I was doodling in my journals, like little rainbows or like, you know, whatever. And then I have a low vibe and a high vibe checklist. So low vibe checklist, it's like, did you drink enough water? How did you sleep? Did you move your body? Yes or no? Like, did you have alcohol? What was your toxic load like? I'm talking like skincare products that are toxic. Did you use non-toxic products or household cleaners that could affect your vibration? food? Did you consume foods of vibrations or low vibrations? You know, did you like stop at the Wendy's drive-thru and eat frosty and you didn't get any sleep that day and you didn't drink any water and you had too many glasses of wine or whatever? Were you on your phone too much? Like digital device overload, all of these things affect our energy. So each day you show up and you're able to literally see your mood in real time. You're able to see why you feel that way. 
And then on the next page, you talk about how you are going to commit to your energy that day. So I will move my creative magic by, is it writing? Is it, you know, a pin board on Pinterest? Like, how are you going to use your creative magic? Because I have a whole section in the beginning that shares like why all these pieces are so important, like creativity, movement. Then you commit yourself and you say, I will move my energy by, what are you going to do? Are you going to go for a walk? Can you move your energy through breath work? Yes. Like how will you move your energy? Because energy needs to move. And then the energy report. I love this piece because I do work with tarot and Oracle cards, but I also know people who use like their Bible devotional and they pick a verse from God that day and they write it down. And it's always such a relevant message to like what they're feeling. Um, I even recommend going on like the explore page on Instagram and scrolling and seeing like the first little like meme or something that pops up or like quote. And sometimes I feel like that's a message too. And then at the end, I close it out with a note, like from your higher self. So looking into the future, a note from your future best self, like this is what we're going to be doing. Like, congrats. Like sometimes I tell myself, congratulations, you did it. Um, like you made this dream come true or whatever. So this is what I was doing all on my own. And I just had this, I made this over quarantine too. Like right around the time where I was grinding my gears, getting this podcast out, I was like, I meditated and I heard heal the world through what heals you. And I was like, well, what can I do? And like journaling, journaling wow. is that thing. So I just love to hear, I like nerd out on journaling because I think it's something that people just kind of don't really harness just yet fully. So I want, I want to hear your story. Like how has journaling really changed your life and helped you manifest things? Like this is just, I love this. Yeah. I, I think journaling is so powerful. I love what you've created there. I think that's such a good, especially for beginners. Like they need kind of that guide and like that guidance. And, and I always, the biggest thing I hear is like, well, I don't know what to write. So that's an awesome thing people can buy. Yeah. Um, so I, whenever I like started my blog and I started this journey and I was kind of realizing like, okay, just because I don't think I can do these things that these other people are doing, like, mm, is that really true? I'm starting to realize you can create your own reality. So the first thing I did was I committed to journaling and meditating every single day. And so, and meditating like five minutes in the morning, like nothing crazy, um, but I did it every single day. And I, um, I started journaling and I think there's a couple of different things with journaling that have really helped me for one, just letting your feelings out. Um, writing down the way that you're feeling, writing down the negative thoughts, sometimes just seeing the negative thoughts and the fears, like in the flesh, like on your paper, you can be like, okay, that's not a hundred percent true. Like that's not the word of God. Like that's just a thought I had and it can really help you sift through that. And then that's like, you know, getting out the negative stuff. And then on the flip side, using it for manifesting, like I would just like write down affirmations or write or like do um, scripting, like writing out my dream vision as if it had already happened. And those things that I wrote down two years ago, like so many of them have happened and it's wild seeing that come to life. But when you write it down and you're setting those intentions every day, yeah. you start to, to subconsciously create that and bring that into your reality and it manifests. And it's just, it's just insane to see. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I have so many stories and I try my very best to share them on Instagram stories at Brittany Vysinski. If you aren't following on Instagram, I try to share them. So I'll quickly share a little like practice that I do every single year. So every year I, since I learned about law of attraction and since I started journaling, 
I first started journaling out just like my daily gratitude. So I started it with like five to 10 things every day before work. What, what was I grateful for? And a lot of the things are like, I'm living that life. So I was always grateful for like my slow mornings when I got to work from home. Like sometimes my office would let me work from home and I was just like extra grateful. I'm like, I am so grateful for working from home. I am so grateful for my slow morning. I am so grateful for my cozy home office that I didn't have yet. I was just working at like, you know, my little kitchen desk. We just had like a small little house. And then I just started journaling gratitude for things that hadn't happened. Like I'm so grateful for like my big cozy home. I'm so grateful for, yeah, like my office or like I was journaling. Um, I'm so grateful for my fertility, which I didn't know my fertility at any, I had no clue, but I journaled for my fertility before I became a mother. Wow. And before I, yeah, like I, I just journaled true gratitude. I just fully believe that I, I'm a fertile woman. I'm, you know, and I, I say this lightly because I know a lot of people do struggle with fertility and I have several friends who really dear friends who struggle. Um, and I'm not saying that like by just journaling and just belief, but I do think it can help. Um, so anyways, just certain things that I did just journaling and I, I always flip through, you know, around December and I go back to the previous years and I read from 2016, 2017. I'm like, wow, here I am living this life. Um, but the other practice I do is I set intentions for the next year. So I literally list hundreds. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating hundreds of gratitudes for the entire year. So I already did my 2020 gratitude, which was definitely challenging to like peel back the layers and look at this year from a positive perspective or things that I was grateful for. But I was surprised at how many things I was actually super grateful for that happened this year. Um, you know, like even starting a podcast or connecting with awesome people like you, like, I'm just so grateful for this. This whole year has brought out a lot of really wonderful things. And then the second half is I write out hundreds of intentions for the next year. And every year in December, I flip back and I read both from the years ahead, like, okay, well, what were my intentions and what was I really grateful for? And it just is crazy to see everything come to life, like so real. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now I want to flip back to my like journals from last year to see what I, I had. I recommend that. Even like your daily journals, like that's why like the daily vibe journal is so sweet because you can even look back at your moods even if you don't feel like reading and you just want to like flip through and like, how was I feeling? What was I going through? Just all of it. But yeah, I highly recommend like flipping through because then you're going to build confidence um, in your abilities to manifest. And for years, like I would say the last two or three years, I was thanking God in daily gratitude for clean water, my water filtration system, and my juicer, those of which I did not have. And I shared this story on my Instagram stories. I was like, guys, I have been thanking God for this water filter before I had it because they're expensive. And I've been thanking God for drinking daily juice, having a juicer for years. I trusted God was going to deliver that to me. The universe was going to deliver that to me. I had no hesitation in my mind. I just knew, just like when I say to my husband, I'm like, there's no way we're not going to be millionaires. It's inevitable. Yeah. Not just millionaires, multimillionaires. It's inevitable. My success 
is inevitable and you have to believe. And sometimes like, you know, you can see someone's lump form in their throat. Like, did she just say that? Like, do you really believe that? Like, who do you think you are? Right? So this is where someone like you comes in, right? This is what you do for a living. You kind of help people peel back those layers and understand you're, this is, yeah, you can do this too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love your energy and I love the way you speak about gratitude and you're absolutely right. It's, it's all about expressing gratitude for what you have currently, but also the things that you don't have. And I think those two things are really powerful because, you know, being, being a millionaire, like having the podcast blow up, having all these things, like that's going to be awesome. But what's really true happiness is being grateful for what we have right now. Yes and living in the moment. So that part of just like being grateful for what we have now, like brings us that like daily happiness and then expressing gratitude for what we want is like, just, it creates like confidence and like a certainty vibe and like that vibe of like, yeah, like I know I'll be a millionaire. Yes. I know I'll have these things. Like it's obvious to me coming from that place versus coming from place of like, Oh, I just want it now. Like I just want success right now. Like I just want a bigger house. Like why isn't it here yet? That's like the low vibe way of yeah. life. And I think we all struggle with that. I will be the first to admit I have days still where I'm like, why haven't I, like, why hasn't one of my books become a bestseller? Why don't I have a, like an agent like cheering for me and like doing all these things? Why am I not where I really should be? And I think the should Mm-hmm. You know, I think I saw on your website, like, are you shoulding all over yourself? <laughs> like the word should, like, we are not, you know, we are not God, right? Like God's timing, we have to trust. And that has been my mantra, honestly, the last couple months, I'd say is I trust, I trust because there are some things going on that I have no control over and mm-hmm. it's not working out in my timing. Like there, you know, but we have to trust. We have to trust that timing. And I think that's really hard for most people. And I just wanted to say, like, I am not a perfect manifester, a perfect person. I'm very human. I get caught up in my ego sometimes. And I think, yeah, I'm just, there's no way I'm going to get to where I want to be. I'm already this age. I'm already almost 30. And I know five Susie Joes who are younger than me who have exactly what I want. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's where, like, we have to balance like, you know, the comparing on social media. Like, I think that's where so many of those like shoulds come from. Everyone's like, oh, I'm making 20 K months and I'm doing this and that. And I'm trying to, they're trying to sell you this magical nugget. So they tell you all these things they've done. Mm -hmm. And we start to think why, like, why am I not there yet? You know, why am I not a published author? Why am I not speaking on stages yet? And it's like, like, you're exactly right. It's, it's because we aren't the one deciding the timing, but if we can express gratitude for this moment and certainty that it's coming to us in God's timing, not our timing, but knowing it's coming to us, like, I feel like that's the vibe we want to be in, but absolutely. I'm the same way. Like there's so many times to get caught up in ego and I'm like, um, I want it now. I want it yesterday. Like, why isn't it happening? Why is it working for her and not me? That's Mm -hmm. just like being a human, but we can always like be grounded and bring it back to just like so much gratitude and love for what we have already. Yes, totally. I think 
And, and they show up in lessons. I think the universe kind of will nudge you and show you little lessons of gratitude, like throughout the journey when you start to get clouded up in your ego in your head, at least for me, like very recently, I was feeling down in myself. Um, I was BMSing. So I was just crying a lot in general, but I was just like wallowing to my husband, like, why just, why am I not like where I want to go? I feel like I'm spinning my wheels and nothing is like fully happening. And I just was starting to lose that trust and lose that faith. And a neighbor was diagnosed with breast cancer and she has a son that's my age. Yeah. And she, one of her friends sent out a list of like a wish list. And, and granted right now it's Christmas time, right? Okay. Sends out a wish list of all of these things that she could use for her chemo treatment, which was like water bottles, fuzzy socks, warm blankets, like all of these things, you know, like, um, hair wrap, like, like, uh, what are they like headscarves, headscarves and all these things. And I'm scrolling through this list on Amazon. I fall to my knees and I just sob. I sobbed to God and I'm like, and this was like right around the time where I was feeling so sorry for myself, right? Just like in your ego and I'm scrolling through this list. I am sobbing. My sweet, precious baby boys are in bed. They're healthy. I have a clean bill of health as I know. And I am just humbled to God and I'm like, okay, yes, I'm grounded into the moment. I know what I need to be grateful for, my health. And I, and since I've woken up, I don't know if woken up's a word, I woke up every morning just like, thank you. Thank you for this house. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my radical healing. That's my new mantra. I'm so blessed for my radical healed, my radically healed body and my, my kid's health. And just, yeah, grounding yourself in that gratitude is key. But I do think that sometimes the universe will kind of nudge you like, are you grateful? Are you really like, do you know how good things really can be right now? Um, yeah. And grounding yourself in that for the future is key. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Wow. That's, it's, it's amazing how like we can get so caught up in like wanting this different life. And meanwhile, something comes yeah. along and reminds us like we do have everything we need and I think that sometimes we think like, oh, but if I'm not like always thinking about the things I want, this like new car, this house and this money and this career thing, then like I'm not going to be manifesting it. But it's like you, you are going to be manifesting it because your belief is what's going to manifest it. And you knowing that's where you're headed is what's manifesting it. You don't have to always be wishing for something different for it to occur. So I think it's kind of that balance between like loving what we have and loving our life every day to the fullest, but also just like having this vision, like this grand vision, yeah. you know? Yeah. I want to talk to you about blocks because I know you work with your clients a lot about um, mental blocks, spiritual blocks. Let's talk about those things um, and how they affect our ability to manifest things that we want and that we desire. Yeah. Yeah. I think like there's so many different tools you can use to kind of um, identify your blocks, work through your blocks. I love obviously journaling. I love EFT tapping. I think that is like such a huge one. Um, and, and really staying present too. I think there's just like so many different ways to go about it. But um, when we, when we're feeling blocked, I think it's, 
you know, we we're in that space of wanting where like, let's say it's money. It's like, okay, it's not coming in. I'm not signing the clients. The money's not coming. Like, what do I do? And you start to panic. And I always, always, always notice that like that creates that block and that resistance, like us, us being in that space of like, where is it? Like, why isn't it working? Should I be doing something different? That's what makes that block and that resistance. And it's always like, I see this so much with clients and with myself, like when we let go and we release kind of that like super strict expectation of like this crazy month we want to have and this exact number needs to happen at this exact moment. Like when we release that pressure and we let ourselves just like kind of be and just like trust, like that is, that releases all that pressure and that starts to release that blockage. So I think like, that surrendering is so, so, so key for, for working through our blocks. But I think if, I don't know if you do EFT tapping, but I think it's, yeah, I've I've mentioned on my stories on Instagram, the tapping solutions app. Um, I do that. Yeah. It's an app and it is absolutely incredible. Um, I think you can start out free and then I think it's maybe $9 a month, which normally I'd roll my eyes at. But after doing it, it has like significantly changed my life. And they have hundreds of different um, tapping exercises for like anxiety. They have ones around the pandemic. They have ones for kids. So I can do it with my four-year-old before bed. Like love it. So yeah, I totally agree. That is so key to releasing like even emotional blocks, which is huge. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a great technique to do it. Um, yeah, I think that like all of those are really good. I also, I lately I'm kind of starting to feel like for people like us who are really into the mindset stuff and who are always doing these things, sometimes I think we could be creating more blocks by always looking for what do I need to work on and fix within myself. So I also think taking a step back and like being in the moment more and just like almost doing like a meditation throughout the day, like not necessarily sitting and meditating, but like when you're cooking breakfast and you're having all the thoughts on your to-do list and what about this and worrying, it's like letting that go and living in the moment. Because sometimes I think we're just like, we're almost looking for what's wrong when there's not always something wrong. But if we always think there's going to be something to work on, there's always going to be something to work on. So I think like mindfulness is just such a huge way to prevent those things from happening and just allowing yourself just to live and be without like all this overthinking in your head. Yeah. I will be the first to say I struggle. Probably the hardest thing for me. And I posted, um, this graphic and it was like 10 ways to manage, or maybe it was seven ways to manifest or seven steps to manifest. And the number one step that gets me tripped up is the surrendering and the letting go because I've always just been programmed to believe that like hard work pays off. You have to work hard, keep working hard. Don't, you know, let off, let off the gas, keep going, keep pushing. And I have just seen these themes in my life, especially recently where I need to let my foot off the gas. I need to detach Um, there's that law of neutrality, the detachment, uh, when it comes to manifestation, um, you have to, you, you have to let go. And I think for me, maybe being like a cancer Zodiac, like the crab sign is just like to cling on and like, hold on all your might. Um, 
that's been the hardest block for me. But I have noticed very recently, I started doing this um, meditation. It's called, I think it's called Viprasa. I might be saying it wrong, but it is a mindfulness practice and it isn't guided or anything. You just lay there for five to 10 minutes and you observe your thoughts essentially, but you're only focusing on your breath. Like you focus, you say in, in your mind when you breathe in and you say out in your mind when you say out, if you need to just continue to like keep focused on your breath or you think of nothing at all, but you don't judge your thought, you just notice them and you let them go and you just get back to your breath. And it is one of the hardest practices I've had to do but afterwards, I always feel empowered because I'm like, wow, all of those thoughts came like flooding into my mind without my permission, clogging up my mindset. And I'm able to realize like, these are not me. These thoughts, these anxieties, these weird little things that pop up, like I don't give those permission. And I'm able to just observe and really kind of like be... A little humble to my mind and just understand like you know my mind up there isn't doing this to like hurt me it's just like a defense mechanism you know but it is important to to just be mindful and I think mindfulness is just a really tricky but buzzword and it's just simply right just like being an observer of your thoughts Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like what you just described, like what that meditation is and how it's learning to like, let your thoughts come and go. And, and yeah, like your those thoughts aren't you, the thoughts that come up just aren't us. And, um, that's what meditation is teaching us to do. But I think a lot of people don't realize that they think meditation is something different or something still and be quiet. And you, you better not have a thought about your ex-boyfriend or you better not have that thought about, you know, whatever stressing you out right now. And it's like, you can just approach your thoughts with such gentleness and like, you know, for me as a mom, I'm just like, okay, like I can mother my thoughts a little bit. I can guide them away when they get a little scary or, you know, if they aren't really making sense or it's just a bunch of like jibber jabber up there. Like, yeah, I'm able to kind of see. Um, But I think that mindfulness piece is important in the letting go. So tell me, I want to get, I really want to touch on the letting go part. So what is your biggest piece of advice? Just trust. I feel like that's so hard to do, you know, should you, should you be like building up your confidence along the way? Like, yeah, I mean, you're all about confidence. So what, how do people build up this trust to be like, okay, you know what? I really want to be, you know, a New York times bestseller. And I've been journaling, 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 journaling but it just hasn't happened. I haven't even written my first book yet. You know, how am I supposed to trust this is going to happen? Yeah. And it's, it's been the hardest thing for me too. Like I definitely, like it's something I've struggled with in my marriage. Like that's the biggest thing that's helped my marriage is letting go of the need for control mm-hmm. because we want things to work out not only in our timing, but in our exact expectation of the way it should look. Everything should look the way we want. And if something comes along and doesn't look the way we want, we think, oh, that wasn't it. Like, God, hello. Like that wasn't what I wanted. But like, I think there's two parts. There's like the trusting and like the believing and the certainty. Then it's also like what, like letting go of like it needing to look a certain way. Like, why does it have to be like, I want to be a published author, but what if I meant, what if like being self-published and going about it a different way 
would be just as purposeful and change just as many lives. What, like we get so attached with specific outcome and we think that's the right thing for us, but it might not always be exactly what's meant for us. So I think allowing some space for the magic to happen around us and for other things to come up, you know, that maybe are more meaningful oh. and are what God wants for our life. I think that's part of it too. Like trusting, having certainty, but being flexible with what happens for us. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that because I feel like I don't really hear a lot of other like spiritual mentors and coaches talking about the flexibility and trusting that, you know what, what's going to happen is for your highest good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like, Hey, Brittany had this really cool idea. She's been journaling about it for quite a while. We should just give it to her. You know, like, I think your mindset is only so powerful. I mean, let me backtrack. Your mindset is so powerful, but also it has to align with like the universal laws. It has to align with God. It has to, you know, serve a higher, your highest purpose for like the reason you are walking this planet, your real purpose. Um, it has to, I think it has to align. And I can say this, like I journaled gratitude for a daughter. I have two sons and looking back, having two sons is what I'm supposed to do. Like, I love being a boy mom. I took my son to the skate park and I was like, this is so cool. These kids are wearing vans and like, this is, we're listening to awesome music and we're talking about Ninja Turtles. And I didn't even realize back when I was pregnant that being a boy mom is for my highest good. It is. And like, I can say with full confidence, this is who I'm supposed to be. Like I'm supposed to have these cute little baby boys, like snuggling up on me and being, you know, like mama's boys, like that type of love is just so unique and God knew, but I didn't know. And so I did think manifestation didn't work. I had a pin board, like a secret pin board. And I just pinned like little baby, like outfits, like little pink bows and a little pink nursery. And I thought for sure, I'm like, this is a shoe and God's going to give me a girl. It's going to happen. And then when I found out I was having a boy, I was like, wait a second, God, like you knew, like I've been working at this. Right. But I had that attachment so strong where I was like, yep, I want a girl. And the, and I'm realizing the word want versus the word desire is key. When you want, you are coming from a place of lack and scarcity. You are telling the universe, I don't have a daughter, give me one, please. Mm -hmm. I'll do anything, please, right? I'll make pin boards, I'll journal a hundred times. Thank you for my baby girl, right? And I did that. Um, And I look back and it's so sweet. And I know now that it's because I had this attachment. So recently I deleted the pin board, And, you know, I like got rid of the little pink onesie that I had. And I truly feel like I don't care if I have a baby girl, like I have my two boys and I'm, I'm not lacking a baby girl. And recently my son has been like, Hey mom, can you have a sister for me? And it just shook me to my core. I'm like, just so bizarre. I'm like, I'm, you know, whoever's listening, no, I'm not planning on getting pregnant anytime soon, but like, 
it did make me realize like I'm probably more likely to manifest a daughter simply on the belief that I don't care either way. I'm totally detached and know that what's coming is for my highest good. If it's another son, if it's no more kids at all, like I'm accepting and fully detached from that, like that space. So I had to share that because I've struggled with that. And I thought, well, manifestation must not work. You know, I'm sure you have a similar story. Yeah. And I, I love that so much. It's just the perfect example of like, and I, and I do think like when we kind of become a little bit like, um, yeah, like attached to that outcome and we really, 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 really want it. And we don't want anything else. We can push things away that way. But I also feel like we don't, yeah, we don't know what the best thing for us is. Mm-hmm. Um, like one time I ran a group, I was like trying to launch a group. It was like one of my first times launching a group program and I only had one person sign up and like, it could have been like embarrassing or devastating or whatever, but I was like, okay, this girl's meant to work one-to-one with me. And I worked one-to-one with her and it was awesome. And it was what she needed. And like, it worked out. And it's like, it's like we we tend to get up so upset when things don't go our way but we don't we're not in control like we're not seeing it like all like we don't have like god's view of the whole world and how it's all working together and mm-hmm. and we just we just have to like i think that's a true enlightenment is like when we can learn to like roll with the punches and like view circumstances not as good or bad but as neutral because we don't know if things are good or bad things might look really bad but actually be for our good down the road. And I think we've all had things like that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Trust the setback. That's been another theme for me. Like trust the setback. I love that. Trust the timing. With my cookbook, personally, I'll share a a little story. Um, It was supposed to be published. Our second cookbook, Hippie Eats, the family cookbook, was supposed to be published in October. And COVID printing delays all these printing delays, all these printing, we missed Black Friday, we missed Cyber Monday. And in my head, coming from a scarcity mindset, I'm like, great, we've missed these two biggest sale months that were huge sale months for our last book, or huge sale days and sale months, November, December, it's where people are really wanting recipes. And, you know, I was like, we're not going to make Christmas, we're not going to make any money on this book, like, just getting in that mindset. But like, very recently, I've just I've released the attachment. I'm like, you know what? I've done all the things I can do. I have to trust things are going to work out on their own timing. I have to trust the setback. I have mm-hmm. to trust. And that's been really hard to let go, to fully detach. Every day I would wake up in anxiety and email customer service. Like, please, do you have any answers? Do you have any answers? Please. You know, people were um, emailing me. My friends were text messaging me. People were DMing me on Instagram. Like, hey, when's this cookbook going to be out? When, when, when? And I felt like, I was letting everybody down. Like, I, I don't know, guys, I'm, I'm working really hard, but like the universe has taught me, let your foot off the gas. We got this. Trust. Mm-hmm. And it's like, really? Because like, in my head, it's holiday season and you're not here yet. But I, I'm smiling because I just know like, it's going to work out and it's going to work out better than I imagined. It has to. Yeah. And, and you stressing about it or me stressing about things like that's not going to make it happen any faster. Like that is not going to help. And you said something earlier that I think relates to like, we're just taught that like, you got to put your elbow grease into this. You got to not let your foot off the gas. You got to work harder and harder to get the outcome. And what we realize with like the spiritual flow of things is like, 
yeah, you got to do the work. You got to take the inspired actions. You got to go after the things on your heart that that are you're being tugged towards. But you don't need to overwork yourself. You no. don't need to do six-hour weeks or anything crazy or anything forceful to make things happen. And yeah, and like the corporate world teaches us to force things, yes. and we have to learn like not to force, try to force things because that just creates more resistance. Totally. Just like unlearning that conditioning. Yeah. That's been something that I've been working through. Um, one of my intentions is to manifest with ease and manifest abundance with ease or, you know, grow my business with ease. And I'm just trying to realize, and I did notice like this past year, that was one of my intentions for 2021 was like, I earn money effortlessly and easily. And there were some very like freaky ways that I was not like freaky ways, but just like strange ways that money was attracting its way to me personally. And it was easily done and effortlessly done. And while I was in the comfort of my home, raising my boys, like, yeah, did I grind and write three books in a year? I totally did. Um, but other ways too, like other opportunities found their way to me when, you know, I just was open to the possibility that maybe I don't have to work so hard, you know, maybe things will align for me when it's supposed to. And maybe I should just trust that I'm going to be guided and protected and I'm safe to mm. receive. I am safe to receive. I am safe to rest even, right? Like this whole year has been a year of rest for the most part. Like, yes, working, right? But like we're home. I think truly like 2021 is like a recharging of batteries for so many of us and a rewiring are like systems for what's to come, like the great awakening on so many levels of consciousness for the collective, like all of us are just like, okay, we are, we are rested. We are recharged. Now we're ready to travel. <laughs> we're ready to go out there and like fully live our dream. We're ready to quit the job that is just total crap and alignment for who we are to like go out there and like do the things because we sat back for an entire year and reflected on the things that we don't, that don't align, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like people are going to be more likely to, uh, at least this is how I feel. Like, I'm like, wow, like I, I would like, I wish I could go to a conference, like a Tony Robbins conference, but obviously totally. that wasn't a thing. When that's a thing, I'm not going to like hold off on, okay, well maybe I'll do it. Or maybe I won't. Like, I'm going to start going after those things more and like living life more fully because it's like, we have a little taste of what it's like for like countries to just not be open for us to go to them. Like, totally. Yeah, I feel the same, like that same feeling. I feel like I can be pretty passive in a homebody. Like, again, the Cancer Zodiac, we love to be home. Like, home is just like my freaking throne. I love it here. I don't want to work anywhere else but home. I want to be in my PJs. Like, this is the lifestyle for me. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely like, I'm feeling this nudge to like see the world. And to just say yes to more things that I probably would have just passed on. Like, do you want to go to lunch? Eh, I don't know. Yes. Take me to lunch. I'll see you there. Like, yeah. What I mean. So I think it's just interesting. Like 2020 has just been so crazy. I do want to touch before we kind of close out on shadow work, because I know this is something that we wanted to, to touch on very briefly because we're talking about all these different blocks, but let's quickly discuss shadow work. Yeah. So I think shadow work is so, so key, especially when you're kind of in the beginning of, of all of this work and you have these like 
past traumas and past triggers and and learning to like move past them so um the shadow work really for those who like aren't super familiar with it it's it's basically looking at like the dark parts of you it's looking at the parts of you where you're holding shame in your body and holding on to guilt and holding on to um not feeling worthy enough not feeling good enough looking at those parts of you bringing them into the light and so that's where like i think journaling is like the best way to do shadow work you're you're writing out like the dark, deep parts of you that you've never told anybody about and that you just don't want to face, but sometimes bringing them into the light and like looking at it, that's how you can release it. And so like one of my favorite shadow work, like journaling systems basically is writing down, like you have, so you have this, this idea or this belief. It's like, um, you know, it's like, I'll never be fit. I'll never be skinny enough. I'll never, you know, I'll always be broke. Like some type of belief that you have like that, taking it, like writing it down and asking yourself, like, is this a hundred percent true? Is this real? And like Tony Robbins puts it like, would this hold up in a court of law? And like none of these beliefs would hold up in a court of law, which means hmm, they're actually all totally subjective, right? Mm -hmm. So then you kind of look at it and you're like, well, it feels really real. You know, it feels like my life's been unfair. It feels like that event shouldn't have happened to me or things should have worked out differently, but no, it wouldn't hold up in a court of law. So, okay, you've got me. So then it's like, who would you be without this thought? Like what would be different if you released this thought? And then you can start to look into like the possibilities and like what life would look like if you truly dropped this, this grudge you've been holding against this person or this anger or resentment you've been holding and then it's creating new beliefs around it. Like you, you're letting go of it and you're creating new beliefs. Like what would, let's, let's rephrase it. Let's flip it. Let's change it into something more empowering and then creating affirmations from that. But another really great way to do the shadow work is writing um, forgiveness letters. I've written them to myself, to other people. And you just like, you don't necessarily, I mean, I've never delivered one to a person. I think the idea is more to like let it out onto paper as if you're writing a forgiveness letter and then burning it, like releasing it um, in a safe, in a safe format, obviously, but doing these things just like brings that darkness out of your body and like all those things you've been holding and it like has created like muscle pains and like stress, stress in your chest and shoulders and you're releasing it and letting it go. And it's just so, 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 so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of the times that like emotional work, like you said, EFT tapping, doing some shadow work exercises. Um, and yeah, just like facing your demons head on, like being real about it and, you know, taking off the mask, I think, so to speak, is just so important. And I feel like, you know, I feel like we are losing literally so many young people um, to like deaths, overdose you know, addiction. I think this is something that I, I talked to you briefly before. I, I recently lost a friend um, last week and I lost another friend, um, both under like 35, one of them wasn't even 30, to their traumas and these emotional beliefs about themselves, about their lives. And I just feel so strongly about this type of work because Yes, it's wonderful to manifest the car of your dreams or like the husband or the partner or whatever, but it's also important to understand that like all of these practices are healing modalities too. It's not just about the materialistic 
things that you have. It's about feelings that you harness. It's about beliefs that elevate you, that heal you from the possibility of addiction, death. I mean, early death from not healing those traumas, not healing those negative beliefs or blocks. Um, you know, I just think that's so important to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so sorry to hear about your friends. It's yeah, it's so insane because we and and before you go through the awakening part, you do just believe all the things in your head. You totally yeah, you believe I'm broke, I'm poor. You know, so and so you know, was an alcoholic, so I will be one, or my dad was this, so there's no way I can be, you know, a good man, or whatever, like, I just feel like people are so unaware of the many wonderful, beautiful ways that they are capable of healing all of that thought. Yeah, and and people aren't even aware that this entire world, everything we've discussed exists, and and then you're just holding on to all of that, and that really builds up, and and yeah, it's, it's so interesting. The things that I believed prior to doing this work that now I'm just like, those were just thoughts in my head. And that's yeah. it. Like literally the extent of it. I mean, yeah, there could be some trauma attached to it, but we don't have to walk around with that for the rest of our lives. And that's why like spreading the word and, and teaching this is just like, amazing. I'm just covered in chills right now because I know this is like my soul's alignment to speak and like to share like your life is, it starts in your head. It starts with the thoughts about who you are, why you're here, you know, your worth, your value, um, your self-worth, your, your self-value, right? All these things, it all starts in your head, your health, right? Like mental health, all of these things. I think, I, I just think it's important to touch on that and just to kind of, yeah, to wrap that up, that manifestation isn't just having things, owning really yeah. nice things or being millionaires with book deals. Like those are all, all really good things. But like for me, the end result is touching more lives. Like I believe I am worthy of a big five publishing book deal because the message inside this book will hopefully change and save millions of lives. I believe I'm worthy and deserve multi-million dollars because my heart wants to help serve. And I want to be, you know, I, I, I want to be of service to the world. I want to help heal the world through what heals me. And I just think, you know, when you understand like your why, like getting down to that, like, well, why do I want to be a millionaire? Is it just to prove to like my parents that I need it, that I'm worthy of love? Is it to prove to the world that like, you know, I'm important because growing up, I maybe didn't feel seen or important as a child. I think that's just so important to like understand what your why is. And I think it's okay to like claim like I want wealth and not even want, I desire wealth because want comes from a place of scarcity and lack. But when you desire something, it's totally different. So I desire wealth. Why? I desire a soulmate who has all these characteristics. Why? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like the money and the soul, like if you're unhappy, getting into a relationship is not going to make you happy. If you're unhappy, acquiring wealth is not going to make you happy. Exactly. What makes you happy is like living in the moment and seizing the day. Um, 
And, and I think you're exactly right. Like asking yourself, what's the intention behind wanting, like for me, it's like, okay, you know, yes, I desire to be a millionaire. I, I also desire to like start a nonprofit, like maybe adopt kids one day and things that cost a lot of money, but are also really good. I want to retire my parents and like, and I also want to travel the world and have an in-ground pool so I can have friends and family over and all these things. But when I, when I have the desire for like a flashy new SUV, when I already have a nice car, that intention comes from, well, I want to prove to people that I'm successful. And I catch myself in this. Oh, I think we all do. I think if you literally can stand here and say you don't, you're a freaking liar. (laughs) Because I think it's natural, right? Like you said, with social media and just like these social constructs in the society we've lived in where I feel like we grew up as millennials. I'm assuming you're a millennial, unless you're like 90 and you look in your (laughs) 30s, you know? We grew up in that age where like, we saw the magazine covers. It wasn't always online. Like we lived and breathed the celebrity world because that's what we knew. That was our entertainment was, what does Paris Hilton have on today? What brand lipstick is she wearing or, you know, like, not that I really care about that stuff right now, but it was in our face. It was in our Mm -hmm. face enough to really shape our mindset to realize like now that we're, you know, adults, we're like, wait a minute, why do optics matter so much to us? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, just to put it on his head and like, just understand it. I think that's important. Yeah. And it's one, it's one thing that really drives me with Instagram is to create a, a platform where like, I'm using social media in a way to help young women, you know, um, look at life differently and learn lessons and learn to love themselves versus all the like pages that are just about like looks like glamour and like looking hot and having nice things, which yeah. don't like none of that matters. But yeah, we grew up with like 17 magazine. There wasn't Instagram, but there was magazines. There weren't, there weren't, weren't really I don't really remember positive messages in there. there they weren't Never. It was always like, you know, get thinner with this or like where I just remember being 13 with a full face of makeup and like kids these days do not, but like we had all these magazine ads of celebrities with full face makeup selling to us. Like this is beauty. This is. So I think too, like if, you know, the millennial groups listening, like really going back and like flipping the pages to what we know as like status, success, beauty, and then unlearning all of that and then starting over. Right. Like, I think that's just, that would be a beautiful journal prompt too. It's like, what did that era teach us and how can we unlearn that and evolve in a different way? Yeah. That's a great journaling prompt. I I love that. Um, I really kind of want to close out and just ask, what's the biggest thing you've ever manifested and how did you do it? I mean, probably quitting my nine to five. That was like a really big deal for me. Um, you know, I, I was working as a corporate sales manager. I made a lot of money. I, it wasn't easy to leave that job. I had a company gas card. I was going on trips all over the country for work. Like I had, I could eat my lunch out every single day of the week for free. Like I just had so many perks and benefits and all these things. And you know, leaving that behind. Um, I mean, it wasn't actually difficult because it was like, fuck all this. I'm yeah. out. Like, I'm yeah. Miserable with my purpose, but yeah. manifesting it. Um, it really, I would say like started from me 
like, okay, there was a period of time where I was like, can I really be a life coach? Like, will someone actually hire me? I thought I was too young. I was 26. I'm 28 now. And that I was too young, like whatever. But then as soon as I started going for it, I like built in the belief, like, okay, like I'm going to quit my nine to five. This is the path I'm on. This is what I want. And I never let myself like stray from that vision. And of course, then I like fueled it by doing the, doing the work, taking the inspired action. So that was definitely my biggest manifestation. Yeah. I love that. What is something recent? It could be small, like a cup of coffee that you've manifested and how did you do it? Um, so I started using the app. It's called the secret to money. So it's by the people who wrote the secret. It was like, I don't know, six bucks or something in the app store. (laughs) But I really like it. And I started using this app and it basically just helps you um, focus on like manifesting money and, and write down your desires and write down anything, any money you give to others. And, mm. and as soon as I started using that app, like I went out to dinner with friends the next night with my husband and they just like randomly paid our tab, which was like over a hundred dollars, like 120 bucks just yeah. for our part of it. And they just kindly did that. And I was just like, wow, like you open yourself up to abundance and it all just, and then other, like other like sales came in that week. And it was just crazy. Like when you put the intention out there to receive mm-hmm. what gets magnetized to you. Totally. Totally. I love that so much. Is there anything else you want to add or share? Um, I don't think so. I feel like this has been so amazing. I love yeah. how we could like, I love how we covered manifestation, but also like the heartfelt, like the importance of doing the work, the importance of not getting wrapped up in wanting, mm-hmm. you know, all of the things that we don't even really know why we want them. I, I love how we kind of like tied that all up in a bow because so much of like the manifestation stuff out there is just like, here's how to get rich quick. And here's how to get this. And it's like, why do we even want any of that? Cause you're not going to feel different when you start driving a Mercedes. Like it's not going to make you happy for a few weeks. It might make you, it might feel fun, but like, and by all means give the money, like, sure. Like get a luxury car, but wanting it and being like, Oh, why can't I have that? Like, I need that. It's like, why? And, and you're just putting more pressure on it by like being so attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think this was just such a beautiful, helpful episode. And I'm just, I'm so grateful that you were able to come on today and share with us just all of this goodness. So thank you so much for coming on today, Leah. How can people find you? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm most active on Instagram. It's candid.confidence. Um, and my podcast is called Candid Confidence as well. And that's pretty much the two places I hang out the most. Great. Thank you so much. Again, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for showing up today. I appreciate you being here in this space with me. If you are into this episode or you really dig the podcast, I would be so grateful for your five-star review on here, as well as sharing this episode or podcast with your crew. If it resonates at all, that would mean the world to me. Also, here is an invitation to hang out with me on Instagram at Brittany Vicinski. You can chat with me here anytime. I would love to connect with you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here. Until next time.